0: I was too small to be on the crew team. I wasn't good enough to play field hockey. I wasn't smart enough to make a robot. But what I could do was tutor.
1: Hey there, and welcome to Grit, True Stories That Matter. Grit is a weekly podcast about stories, the contemporary personal narrative kind of story and the people that craft and tell them. Each week, a storyteller will tell one of their stories and then break it down with me, Sean. Why, you ask? Well, uh, we want to feature these tellers and their stories and also to help you, our listeners, craft and tell better More engaging, more relatable, and more memorable stories. True stories. Personal stories. Grit stories. We are smack dab in the middle of season two, dedicated entirely to women and their stories. And joining me today on episode number 34 from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is Shweta Bhatt. I'm really glad that Shweta is able to join me to tell a story and then to break it down. Now, if you listen on Apple, I know I say this all the time. Hey, stop this right now. Please pause this episode. Scroll down, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. Thank you. And as always, check the show notes for upcoming events and classes. If you have a comment or a question or maybe even an idea for a story yourself, reach out to us, email, message, whatever's easiest for you. As always, I want to thank everybody who has come onto this show and shared stories and discussed stories with me and uh, also all of our listeners. It's a growing base. It's really challenging to get new listeners, but they are coming on board. So thank you all so much for all of your support. Without further ado, shwetabat, let's dive in. So uh, Shweta and I met interestingly, and I don't know why I almost always share this, sometimes in the intro, sometimes in the actual conversation, I want the listener to know how I know the person, and I'm not sure they care, really. But I recall, and you'll correct me, and you may not remember, uh, I have a 99 Second Story Slam, one of the events we do. Shweta must have found the event, registered for the event, and I emailed her because I didn't recognize her name, and I said, hi, I'm Sean. Are you telling a story? We just want to ensure that you're telling a story at the 99s. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good to go. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, that's cool. I love getting new people. But and I invited I think I invited you to a pre-event Friday get together for people to get feedback. You didn't respond. You didn't go. And I'm thinking, like most people, they're going to be fine. They're going to try, but they're they're not going to do very well because it's really hard. I don't think you won that. Did you win the first one? I
0: did win the first. Yeah, yeah.
1: She just came in and, uh, and she won. And I was like, wow, okay.
0: But I do have to make one little adjustment. I signed up the day of, and I signed up at 4 p.m., and the event started at 7, and around 5.30 p.m., you emailed me why I had made such a decision and if it were the right one.
1: You see what you did right there? Let's connect that to storytelling. What you just did is gave us this additional information that essentially kind of raised the stakes. It, meant it made it mean more. Oh, wow. It was that soon to the start? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And she won. Yeah. couple of mm-hmm. questions. And then we're going to hear the story, which Shwet is going to uh, tell live, I hope.
0: Yeah, yeah you will. I will.
1: <laughs> when did you first craft or put together or formulate this story?
0: This story I said for the first time at Swap Shop
1: last week. For anyone listening who doesn't know, the Swap Shop is a meeting, uh, a group that gets together and gives and gets feedback. And we have two days, and one of them is sort of an inner circle closed group, but the other one is open. So if you're hearing us, I'll put a link in the show notes, join us. All right, you did that. How was the feedback? Were we nice to you? Yeah,
0: yeah, you guys were pretty nice. I mentioned that this was an idea that came up while I was doing Downward Dog, and I just jotted it down on a Post-it note. So Mm -hmm. I was running off some ideas on the Post-it note with you guys, and it just came up.
1: We gave you a little feedback. Maybe there have been changes, maybe not. Yeah. Because as always, you get to do whatever you want with the feedback. So now they know how our paths crossed. And now they know where this story was born. Do they need to know anything else about you or the story or anything else before we hear the story, do you think?
0: Story for me has been a learning mechanism my entire life. It's how I've taught myself things, it's how I've learned things, how I have met myself when I couldn't understand something. Pretty much all of my stories are built around something I learned about who I am today and why I am who I
1: am today. Who and why? Yes. How?
0: There's some how in there. How I became who I am today. Today, this version of myself present Shweta in my childhood bedroom with these somber sage colored walls. Yes.
1: Right. And here we are, but not tomorrow yet.
0: Not tomorrow yet. We don't know what stories come in between today and tomorrow.
1: Right. At least one. At least. Because what? how is that for a segue? Uh, so Shweta going to tell this story. I don't know how long it is. She knows that I don't like super long stories. Because I think most of them don't need to be that long, but I'm a snob. And then we're going to talk. We're going to, quote, break it down. All right, I'll stop talking, as is always my challenge, and let Shweta Bot start telling her story.
0: I'm standing in the lobby of the Sciences Library in jeans. And that means a lot because jeans to me are professional clothing, given the fact that for the first year at Brown, I only wore sweats. And I'm standing there and waiting for Bill to show up. Now, Brown was a place that I considered a dream school. I knew that by going there, I could try anything. And I did. But there were very few things I could actually do. I was too small to be on the crew team. I wasn't good enough to play field hockey. I wasn't smart enough to make a robot. But what I could do was tutor. I had done it many years before. It was something I had done with children throughout grade school. They had an exam, they were studying for something, they needed help with something. I could do that. So I signed up to be a tutor for Bill. But this tutoring, was a little different. It was tutoring for adults, adults with learning and developmental disabilities. And so now I'm standing in my jeans in the lobby of the library, and Bill walks in. He's wearing a tattered Celtic sweatshirt, ripped jeans, kind of frizzy red hair, freckles, and his glasses are falling off of his face. He comes up to me, puts his hand out, and says, hi, I'm Bill. I'm 53 and I have ADHD. We sit down. He goes through some of his life with me. You know, I've never really been that great at school. Okay, I've never been good at school and things are hard and I, you know, I signed up for this thing because I want to learn some math. Okay, he wants to learn math. See, I was a tutor. So, I understood this about myself. I I remembered when I signed up for this tutoring gig, they gave me a pamphlet I also went on Google and dog-eared some pages in books to see how do you teach somebody, an adult specifically, with ADHD. And I made myself a syllabus, see, because I'm really good at syllabuses. I, that's how I learned. That's how I taught myself, by the syllabus. And so we started working together. And I knew that the first thing on the syllabus was addition. So I sat with Bill and we worked on addition. And we did it for a couple weeks, but I saw he was getting kind of antsy. So I finally looked over and said, Bill, is there something you need to say? So the addition is great, but I'd really like to learn percents he's not learning percent. See, I was considered a math genius for the past 19 years of my life and percents were the hardest thing for me to do. So this guy who was having trouble for 53 years of his life in the scholastic form of information, percents were just not going to work. So I looked at him, we'll go over them soon. We weren't going to go over them soon. And I kept doing the addition. I kept going by my syllabus and he kept looking at me and asking, "Shweta, I'd really like to learn percents. Okay, fine. After five times of asking me, Bill, let's learn percents. Um, I would like to make a suggestion though. I'd like to learn 15 percents. 15 percents? Bill, why don't we do 10%? Or 50%, you know, something a little easier. No, 15% specifically. Why do you want to learn 15% Bill? Well, Shweta, see, I have a girlfriend and I take her on dates to restaurants and they usually ask for a tip. Now, I've asked my friends, how much you give for a tip? And they said 15%. And I don't know how to do that. So I would really like to learn 15% because I want to be the kind of guy who takes my girl to a restaurant and pays the waiter a tip. So could I learn? He wanted to learn 15%. And so I taught him. And I showed him how to bring across the decimal and take away half and add half. And then finally he got a smartphone so we really didn't have to worry about it anymore. But I learned that in my syllabus, I forgot to factor in why. We were, I worked with Bill for two years. The next thing he asked me was, I would really like to learn how to use a cash register. And I asked my favorite new question, well, why Bill? Because I've been bagging for seven years at Whole Foods and I'd really like to become a cashier.
1: What is the mascot of Brown anyway? A bear. Ivy League school, good school, your dream school, good, nice, went there, graduated, smart, smart people by almost any measures, any metrics. Do you remember any major changes you made? Even though the the original story people won't hear, we could talk about changes because usually the first time you tell a story, it's fine, it's fine. Usually it's not the best version. You made some changes. Do you remember what a couple things that were like the big changes you made?
0: I had a scene that came before the beginning where I had chosen to be a tutor. I took that out. Why? That part of the evolution wasn't necessary for the story. Mm. It was going to be repeated or touched upon throughout the story. And so I really wanted to focus on one scene. Mm. and then work from that scene. And if I had to go back and refer to this fact that I chose to be a tutor, then I'd do so. I wanted to stay in one location.
1: You don't have, I think, you don't have a lot of time to capture our attention and keep Mm -hmm. it. So don't play with too much stuff in the beginning. Just get to it. Exactly. Any idea, and I know you have a background in writing. I'm sure this comes up a lot with students that you teach, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Uh, why people tend to dilly-dally so much at the top of stories. They do. Why don't we just dive in?
0: Because they're not sure. They're not sure what their non-negotiables are. Like what do I 100% want to make sure the audience understands about me and who I am once again today based on this story The inquiry is being done during the dilly-dallying where you're like, I mean, what do I want to tell and who do I want to show myself as and whatever, whatever. I think if the inquiry is done prior, you don't really have much reason to dilly-dally. You just go straight into it. This is what I like. This is who I am. This is what happened to me.
1: Yeah. Nobody's saying you can't include that information, but we're saying- you might not want to include all of it in the beginning.
0: Exactly. It adds a nice foliage of sorts throughout the story if you kind of branch out. It's nice. It's nice to have more words and more scenes and, you know, little anecdotes here and there, but everything doesn't have to start with an anecdote.
1: Right. Or the idea of here's what you need to know about me before I start the story. And I'm always thinking, I think the moment you open your mouth, you've started something. I don't know if it's called a story or not. You start it. Yeah, like if you just start in a basic scene, it doesn't have to be that exciting. There's something about it. We're imagining it. And we're just sort of in it for a little while with you. If you start with like you know, I grew up as an only child on Long Island. It's like, we don't care. Am I being mean there when I say- No,
0: I don't think you're being mean. I think that just steps away from story. That's more a narrative or a biography. And if I wanted to read a biography or hear one, I'd ask you, I only want to be told a story. I don't want to read a story. And so if you are telling me a story, I want to learn about you, through what you say in the story, not through a introductory biography. Right. It's like if you're an only child in Long Island, then throughout the story, show me that you're an only child in Long Island versus telling me.
1: You're not making fun of the fact that I'm from Long Island, are you?
0: Not at all. Strong Perfect. Island, you know?
1: I, I, I was, I'm getting feeling a little sensitive. It's really all in the word, even though I don't like the word, storytelling. Let's talk about those two words, because I think there's misconception and confusion around it. Not that you or I are the gatekeepers of anything, but we have opinions about it, and we're spending time in this sphere or this space. Neither of us are currently located in Strong Island, for those of you that are wondering. You you just said you want to hear a story told to you. Not that you are averse to reading stories, but that's not what we're doing here. That's not what this podcast is about. Two things. So let's define story and let's define telling, even though those sound like they're obvious. I don't think they are. Sure. Story. What is it? What the hell is a story? And why do people have such a hard time agreeing on what that word means?
0: Honestly, a story to me is the experience around a change, around a shift.
1: We're talking personal narrative.
0: Personal narrative.
1: Once we all agree that that's what we're talking about, you just said, and I think most people would, would understand the idea of experience. Yes. Do you have to have, however you define change, you don't necessarily mean you lost 100 pounds. Yeah. You don't necessarily mean you figured out your superpower.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you define change?
0: It's a lesson. It's a small lesson. A change could be you realize you like wheat bread over white bread you realize you're not so great at something you thought you were really great at. A change could be you decide to sleep on your stomach instead of in fetal position. Mm-hmm. These are all changes. Right. However, there is a reason why this change took place. Yes. There are things that happened around this change as to why you decided to make it. Nobody just spontaneously makes changes as much as they hope they were super spontaneous and could just, go with the punches of the world.
1: So what if I say to you, well, I've got this thing. I think it's really a good story. I don't change this thing. Trust me, it's funny or it's really interesting. But I don't change. Is that a story?
0: Tell it to me first. Let me hear it. We sometimes are so close to our experiences that we don't even know how we change, which Mm -hmm. is why it might be really great to go back in your life and think about things not so in the present, understand what those changes look like for you. I mean, I can go back to a story and learn 15 things about myself at the age of five. I think sometimes we're so close and we don't know that there's a change. Now, if it legitimately does not have a change, then that's a narrative and it's not a story.
1: Anecdote? Can we use that It's an anecdote. Nothing wrong with it.
0: Nothing wrong. Some of them are super fun and I love hearing about them.
1: Not as memorable.
0: Not as memorable. Usually.
1: Not as something. I don't know what the word is.
0: Because like, as human beings, I think we're personally looking for shifts in other people to then affirm the shifts we're having in ourselves. So if we feel like somebody else is going through these decisions they're making in life, then, oh, okay, I feel pretty okay about the decisions or the hard things that I've kind of had to sort
1: through. Yeah. I'm working out Grit's tagline. Well, I guess true stories that matter is the tagline. Some stories that I resonate most most with allow people or help people to feel a little less shitty or a little less alone. I keep going back to that. You know, that's part of it. It's hard to do with an anecdote. It can be done. It can certainly be done. But I think when you're focusing on the change, because once you know the change, then everything you choose to include in the story and how you include it is informed by that change. Yeah. And things that don't serve it aren't. I think people get that a little bit backwards sometimes. Once you know the change, then then all the decisions can be made. Exactly. All right. So that's the story part. Now, telling is an interesting choice of words. However, this particular word came to be because, yes, it's told to be heard, which is different than being read. Sometimes people read stories, so obviously I'm hearing it, but there are some little differences or maybe big differences. Here's what I find ironic tell me a story, but yet we emphasize so often, don't tell me, show me. Mm-hmm. So let's back up for a second. You are telling us a story in that words are coming out of your mouth into yeah. my ear. Hopefully I'm making some sense of them. Yes. But the other use of the word is show, don't tell. I think like some people think show, don't tell means perform. I, you know, th- sure, there's, there's value sometimes to performing your story in an effective way. And you'll have different opinions about that was over the top or not, whatever.
0: Performing, once again, that's acting, or that's playwriting, or that's theater, you know, and that's great. That's another thing. Just like anecdotes, those are all great things. For me, showing through telling is paint the picture for me. Make me feel and make me understand who you were in that moment, who you were around, what you were feeling. Make me understand. That's what it is. Showing is help me understand better where you're at. And I mean, understand like in like a full body experience, not just intellectually, because if I have to keep my brain on consistently to listen to your story, I much rather sit in a lecture at Brown University.
1: So story and telling, but show don't tell, but we don't call it story showing. Who knows why?
0: Or change understanding. I mean, if you really take what I just said, it's help me understand a shift in your life. Mm -hmm. That's it. Help me understand the experience of a change or a shift in your life.
1: All right. So let's look at your story. What was your shift?
0: The change was realizing that I was so caught up in what to do that I wasn't asking why this person was even there.
1: Mm. But why didn't you tell us like, why dilly dally? Why not just say, I'm in college and I learned from this guy, like right in the first beginning, like why, why wait? I learned that I, I wasn't asking the right questions and I ended up kind of wasting this guy's time. And I finally asked the right question. I really was able to help him or he got something out of our time together. Why don't just tell us like in the beginning. So we just get the message.
0: Because I wanted to show humanity. I did all of the seemingly wrong things I made mistakes and yet I did have this sort of enlightening moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you I'm higher than you or I'm better than you because this happened to me and this is how I persevered through it. So it's like, no, I did all of the human things because I'm a human and you're Mm -hmm. a human. And it allows for that connection. It allows for that, like, Hey, like we're on the same level right now. Even if I'm telling a story on a stage, I'm not telling it down at you. I'm helping you come into the movement and come into the moment with me.
1: Real stage or Zoom stage, right? Either way. Mm -hmm. You're saying you had problems, flaws, struggles. Uh, That's what we care about. I know people will tell you otherwise. They want to hear your accomplishments and your feats of bravery. You've been lied to. Stop. We want to hear your, your struggles, not necessarily your darkest moments. Sure. Not necessarily. Maybe. But that's what we're drawn to is this human struggle. We're not drawn to the human accomplishment. It's part of it, but you can't throw out the other stuff.
0: 100%. I went on this like weird kind of voyeuristic search of this social media influencer where she continually said, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But something didn't seem right. Why do you have to keep telling us you're doing okay? I want to know why you're not doing okay. Correct. Or wh- where you became okay from. I think it's this human desire to n- not feel judged. Sure. If you can stop judging yourself, then you start judging other people less.
1: Mixed messages people get.
0: It's just letting people know you're not alone. I've had this experience. They're not the same experience, but I'm still here. And I'm actually telling you about it. I'm opening up this experience. I'm standing in the vulnerability of it. And you know what? I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. And all is still kind of okay and kind of shitty with the world. So you know what? If you need to be listened to, if you need to tell something, I did it. So you can.
1: When you say tell, just to be clear, you're you're really saying show but we have this issue with that damn word. Hey, what do you like most about this story?
0: I like the fact that I didn't know what this man was trying to tell me. You guys know. Right. Most of you guys will know.
1: When you say 15%, most people, at least in this culture, probably others are like, tip.
0: Exactly. Shweta, I'd really like to learn percents. I would like to make a suggestion, though. I'd like to learn 15%. 15%? Bill, why don't we do 10% or 50%? You know, something a little easier. No, 15%. That just goes to speaking to how I had this sort of superiority in the sense that I'm the tutor. I should know everything. I'm teaching him. And then I want the audience to know, like, shit, she doesn't know. Right something she doesn't know the most important thing and like this girl thinks she's super smart brown but she's actually she's missing out on something quite easy to understand correct sure I talk about brown in it I talk about how I'm going to be a tutor and all of these things but I want you to know that I didn't figure something out you actually figured it out before me Mm. and that's that like whole bit where it's like yeah, I said all of these things. I listed a couple of resume items, but what I showed you was that that didn't matter because right. I didn't figure something out when it was just in front of me.
1: Well said, well told.
0: I think it tasted good coming out of my mouth. Nice, nice. What I usually say about stories.
1: Yeah, and you say the word non-negotiable, which I'm stealing, I like it. I've used yeah. it, but not in that context. You know, when you, a couple of times in our conversation, we have five minutes left, by the way, I actually yeah. have a legitimate meeting at noon.
0: That's good. Are you going to put pants on or are you
1: going to keep your towel on? My towel. Nice that you held on to that for so long. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I got up and got coffee. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely including that in the podcast. Please. You have done very well in the world of storytelling. I know you have a background in spoken word and some writing. You went to Brown. Before we part ways, one, thank you for talking with me, telling your story, breaking it down. What is shwetabot.com?
0: It is where you'll find me. Where you will find a space to really try things out. No judgment. Whether that is writing, whether that is storytelling, whether that is public speaking, do you want to try something out and see how it works? And then your choice do you want to see how you yourself can make it better and make it sound more true? And that's what I do with my services. With my coaching. It's not about what I think is best for you, because what I think doesn't matter. But what do you think is best for you? And if you don't know that, then let's work on that together.
1: I like it. All right. Don't want to be at all rude to Bill, but I think these days, this is and this is several years ago, but it's isn't it closer to twenty percent now? Generally speaking.
0: Yeah. I just went to a restaurant yesterday and gave twenty percent. So really
1: if you were a great coach. Maybe you were learning how to be a great coach, or maybe it was just several years ago. you had been like, Bill, it's not 15%, dude. You yeah. got to go
0: 20%. But I think I had like the pocket of a college student, so I was like, dude, 15% is balling.
1: And it worked out because he married her, right?
0: They were definitely engaged.
1: That's where the story ends. We don't know beyond that. We don't know. They were engaged. He gets the gig as a cashier, and then you graduated, and then you went to New York. And then- I became
0: a consultant. <laughs> go me.
1: Right. And then you came back to Massachusetts, which is a different story again. And we don't want to go down all these rabbit holes. No. No one really cares. They don't.
0: They don't. That's why we don't don't include them. We just get straight to the action and we
1: start telling the story. And that's why when I keep going on and on on podcasts, people stop probably listening. I still haven't found a way to end these podcasts. So any thoughts? I always feel like I leave a really important question or idea out. But
0: I think what you could do maybe is like your own takeaway, like a quick thing for you.
1: All right. Here's my uh my quick recap. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for telling your story and breaking it down. You're really good at this.
0: Cool.
1: Ciao. Yeah. Done. Done. Have a good day. I gotta run. I'm gonna put pants on. Bye. As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. Special thanks to bot up in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Remember, check the show notes for upcoming classes and events, including this Sunday's 99-second Story Slam. Come check it out. Maybe tell a story or two. It's a lot of fun. And if you listen on Apple, help us out rate, review, subscribe. It really does help people find this podcast. Thank you for that. That is all for episode number 34. Boom.